the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis Intelligent Radio With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. Israel's military reports a gun battle involving an Egyptian police officer in southern Israel on the Egyptian border has left three soldiers dead. It was a rare instance of deadly violence along the border. The Army said on Saturday the officer was in Israeli territory when he killed two soldiers during a drug smuggling attempt. The bodies were found hours later. The Army said the attacker was killed in another shootout in which a third soldier was also killed. The attacker infiltrated from Egypt. Fighting along the shared border is rare after Israel and Egypt signed a peace agreement back in 1979. Bob Agner reporting. Saudi Arabia will reduce how much oil it sends to the global economy, taking a unilateral step to support the sagging cost of crude after two earlier production cuts by members of OPEC failed to push prices higher. This is SRN News. Mike Gallagher explains the real truth. Only in the delusional loony left's world is an effort to remove a curriculum that involves teaching that America is a filthy, racist, wretched place. Only in the NAACP's world is that an effort to erase black history, which, of course, tells you all you need to know about what the NAACP thinks about the United States. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 8 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. What would make Dad's Day even better this year? Well, $2,000 wouldn't hurt. Drop by am1280thepatriot.com to register. You can even sign up daily for additional chances to win. It's our Father's Day 2K giveaway at am1280thepatriot.com. Your weather forecast for your Sunday. Today's high near 90 with some sunshine for the afternoon. Tonight's low reaching 70 with some partly cloudy skies for the overnight. Monday, mid-80s is your high. Partly sunny skies for the afternoon. It's am1280thepatriot. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. False. I am not Brad Carlson. Brad's off on assignment. I'm Mitch Berg, normally heard Saturdays. On the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance. I was on assignment yesterday. Brad's on assignment today. To see how it works. Oddly symmetric. Because. As opposed to some eccentric shape where. He works and then he works. My name is Mitch Berg. My normal station here on the battleship that is the Northern Alliance Radio Network found Saturdays on the headliner edition from 1 to 3. Brad, of course, now normally on. He'll be back next week at his normal time. Jack Tomzak, of course, comes up every Saturday afternoon from 3 to 5. He's still the new guy because he hasn't picked uh, a more appropriate nickname yet. And well, we're going on two years now. So uh, I think that train left the station. And, of course, King Banyan. Uh, running the King Banyan Radio, King Banyan Radio Show, charter member of the Narn, going back to 2004, uh, has been running the King Banyan Radio sh- Show over on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman, for 13 years now. No, 14. He started. I think it was late 2009, early th- 2010, when he ran for the House, and he just got over there and he stayed. So, Northern Alliance Radio Network dominating two radio stations as well as the entire Twin Cities media. They keep us to eight hours a week just to keep it fair, and it's still not working. By the way, 
Today is Brad Carlson's 12th anniversary on the broadcast here today. I know that. That date is stuck in my head for reasons that I will discuss much later on the broadcast. But happy broadcast anniversary, Brad. And, of course, today is the 19th and one quarterth anniversary, the 19.25th anniversary, 19 and a quarter, 19.25 anniversary of the Northern Alliance Radio Network as a whole as we head towards year 20 of dominating all media in the Twin Cities. So much to talk about today. And I'd be completely derelict in my duty if I didn't start with perhaps the, the piece that has the establishment in this state giggling like like Tim Waltz waiting around in a pool full of donuts. Uh, a piece by E.J. Dion in the New York Times op-ed section here today. Uh, E.J. Dion, of course, E.J. Dion, the, the, a guy who was a proud Democrat PR flack and hack back before it was cool. And it's been cool for 30 years. E.J. Dion has been a hack for all things left of center for as long as I've been covering this beat. And I've been covering this beat for going on 22 years now. And you, you just you just knew that the local DFL establishment was just I'm trying to think of something I can say on Salem radio airwaves and coming up zilch. You could just tell they're irrationally exuberant because a, a person I knew years and years ago back in, in North Dakota, we were talking about towns in the upper Midwest and he was mentioning that uh, and he was from another town, a, a rival larger town in North Dakota. But he mentioned that and he, and he had the, the cosmology of the sociology of the upper Midwest put together more like this, more or less like this. He said, Jamestown, my hometown, the place I live from age three to 22, tries to be a small Fargo. Fargo tries to be a small Minneapolis. Minneapolis tries to be a small New York. Everything up here tries to be like something bigger that it just isn't. And he had a point, sort of. I mean, my hometown of Jamestown is is one of the towns in North Dakota that's managed to avoid any unseemly prosperity over the decades here, while places like Dickinson and Williston uh, continue to reek in oil wealth, reek, rake in oil wealth, and to reek with Oil wealth, I guess you could say. I mean, if you've ever driven through the area and opened your window, you'll know what I mean. Back during the height of of the Bakken oil, there was a certain reek about the place, and it reeked of petroleum and money, (laughs) two of the great smells. Uh, You go east to the other two big cities, Minot and Bismarck. They have the dual uh, tsunamis of money that come from oil and government. Uh, Go a little farther east, Devil's Lake, of course, has that the power of casino money behind it it's, and, and tourism as well. I mean, a lake that just will not shrink. Uh, some of the best fishing you'll ever find. And you go east from there, you get to the, the little 10-mile-wide slip of Democrat uh, territory in North Dakota where you have Grand Forks and Fargo, which are awash respectively in college town money and Microsoft and I mean, and healthcare. I mean, let's make no mistake. Fargo is a huge healthcare market, kind of like Rochester without the the high end PR. And of course, they've got the biggest Microsoft campus outside of Washington State. Uh, my stepbrother works there. It's uh, Microsoft's been very, very good for Fargo. Uh, Spencer for hire uh, over in the other room can probably attest to that. It's uh, it's all, not quite a company town. It's probably a Microsoft and Sanford company town at this point. Yes, head shaking, affirmative. Anyway, point being, uh, Fargo, traditionally, and, and that's, by the way, changed in the last uh, 20, 30 years since I left North Dakota. I think Fargo is, is starting to get a little bit of its own sea legs and its own identity as its own place and, and not necessarily have this inferiority complex to, to Minneapolis. But Minneapolis has always had this deep, intense inferiority complex to Chicago and especially New York to the point where its official city slogan for a solid decade in the 80s and 90s was the mini apple. All by way of saying, Minnesota DFLers, when they see the New York Times, even a, a, a sclerotic hack like E.J. Dion, uh, 
calling them uh, the the way to go, the the model for the future for the left nationwide. You just have to know these people are turning cartwheels. Even Governor Waltz turning cartwheels down Summit Avenue uh, because they've been validated. E.J. Owen starts off, I I don't know why he's brown-nosing so hard. He has nothing to gain from this, but nonetheless, uh, quote, you can be forgiven for imagining that state legislatures around the country are lurching rightward thanks to the media spotlight given to Florida Governor Ron DeSantis as culture warring in his state. <laughs> is it culture warring or is it pouncing? Other deep red states are not behind. Thank God. In Washington, President Biden was rightly seen as a net winner in the debt ceiling bill. But with the GOP in control of the House, it was largely a defensive triumph. It wasn't a triumph here, folks. Uh, I mean, in divided government, nobody really gets a win. You know, it's it's you know, nobody walks away with a victory. That's the way it should be with government, by the way. This uh, and by the way, what we're seeing here is the contempt our nation's political class, or at least the left side of it, has for federalism, for divided government, for checks and balances. This says E.J. Dayon, lifelong Democrat PR hack and flack, is why the Minnesota miracle... <laughs> which is only beginning to get the attention it deserves is so important. Miracle. Uh, kids, ask your parents. Actually, we'll talk about that. The avalanche of progressive legislation that the state's two-vote Democratic majority in the Minnesota House and one-vote advantage in the state Senate have enacted this year is a wonder to behold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in much the same way... Oh, no, I was going to come up with a with an Italian 1920s or 1930s analogy, and that's, that's, that's bad pool so far, so far. To detail everything Governor Waltz... And his legislative partners accomplished would far outstrip the space allotted, uh, allotted here. MinPost reporters Peter Callahan and Walker Orenstein offered a bracing race through the list. Uh, I'll, I may post a link to this later on here. Uh, Democrats codified abortion rights, paid family and medical leave, sick leave, transgender, right, uh, uh, transgender rights protections, Driver's licenses for undocumented uh, uh, residents, restoration of voting rights for people when they are released from prison or jail, wider voting access, one-time rebates, (laughs) a tax credit aimed at low-income parents with kids, and a (coughs) billion-dollar investment in affordable housing, including for rental assistance. Uh, And, of course, every word of this is complete baked wind. Uh, It's... (sighs) I, we've been through each and every one of those points in recent weeks here. The, the invest, quote, investment in affordable housing is given the way that, that the housing situation is uh, zoning and, and the, sorry, planning and zoning laws in the Twin Cities. It's not going to help. It's not about subsidizing rentals. It's about deregulating the housing market. Tax credit aimed at low-income parents with kids? Yeah, topping out at 17 bucks an hour. One-time rebates of 260 bucks, capping out at 1300 for a family of five, which will get more than eaten up by all the other tax increases. Anyway, just so many lies. There's no way to keep up with it all, and that's what they're counting on. In fact, that's the theme behind the theme. Of E.J. Dion's piece. Quote, take a breath and move on. Also adopted were background checks for private gun transfers and a red flag warning system to take guns from people deemed by a judge to be threats. Democratic uh, lawmakers banned conversion therapy for LGBTQ plus IA minus divided sign people. Legalized recreational marijuana. Uh, Expanded education funding. Uh, Required a carbon-free electric grid by 2040. Adopted a new reading curricula based on phonics. Passed a passed a massive two point five eight billion dollar capital construction package, and at the insistence of Republicans, a three hundred million dollar emergency infusion of money for nursing homes, which by the way wouldn't have happened without Republicans. Uh, a mix of tax cuts and increases. No, it's no. It's a, a, a every word in it is a lie. Every word in it, or is a lie, or at least lacks so much context. That it that it really amounts, in effect, morally speaking, to a lie. And 
we'll be talking about this for a while here, but we'll get to the beef of this in a moment here because I think this leads us to the opportunity here if if we are smart enough, tenacious enough, and and gritty enough to take advantage of it here because this is a delusion that the DFL is feeding itself. Uh, much more on this when we come back. Give us a call, 651-289-4488. If you disagree with me, you get on first. That's a guarantee. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Mitch, in for Brad. Go nowhere. Elk River to the Congo River and Cannon Falls to Niagara Falls. We go where you go. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Hi, I'm Bill Gaper, and the vocal band will be bringing our Brighter the Light concert tour to a city near you. Coming to Eden Prairie, Thursday, June 8th at Grace Church. Bill Gaither and the Gaither Vocal Band with Lady Love Smith, Kevin Williams, and Gene McDonald. Tickets are on sale now. Available at Gaither.com. That's Gaither.com. A premier production. Take your investment knowledge to new heights this year on the 2023 Eagle Financial Publications Cruise. Join us along with The Money Show on a luxury voyage to the Caribbean and learn from top financial experts like George Gilder and Mark Skelson through workshops and seminars. Relax and refresh, all while discussing investment strategies with like-minded individuals. Secure your spot today at EagleFinancialCruise.com. That's EagleFinancialCruise.com. Eagle Financial is a division of Salem Media Group. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-626-5252. That's 800-626-5252. 800-626-5252. Chances are she's listening to you right now. But Alexa has a lot of competition. Google Nest or Amazon Echo are two of the best. All you have to do is turn it on and tell it to listen to what you want. This radio station, of course. When she hears our name, we start playing. Remember, it's as simple as this. Alexa, play the Patriot Minneapolis. That's play the Patriot Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. We are AM 1280. The Patriot. Your traditional water softener wastes water as if you ran a full washer for just a pair of socks. Commerce Wet Technology Softeners will save you water and salt. Save $400 when you trade in your old salt hog to Commerce Water. Go to Commerce.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, don't forget, debt runs rampant to the U.S. Student loans, mortgages, car payments, credit cards. It can really add up. So we're here to lighten the financial burden. The $18,000 Get Caught Up Sweepstakes Grand Prize gets eight uh, ten thousand bucks applied to their debt. Three first prize winner each gets a thousand bucks, and ten second prize winners each gets five hundred dollars in debt relief. Get more opportunities to win by registering daily at am twelve a thepatriot.com plus bonus options. Talking about EJ Dion, who uh, could be described as. Maybe New York Times subscribers. Uh, by the way, it's interesting. I remember during the Trump administration when uh, all of our lefty friends were referring to themselves as the hashtag resistance. 
and I used to have great fun at that point. So you realize you guys are, in fact, the establishment and people who voted against you in the Tea Party first and then in the Trump movement after that and the conservative movement, whatever form it takes today. We're the resistance. You guys are the empire. Tim Waltz is Darth Vader. We are the Rebel Alliance here, folks. You guys are the record company. We are the punk rockers. Anyway, uh, back to E.J. Dion's ludicrous-ish piece. Uh, Quote, it's no wonder former President Barack Obama tweeted recently, if you need a reminder, let me be clear, if you need a reminder that elections have consequences, check out what's happening in Minnesota. True, but not all electoral consequences are so momentous, says E.J. Dion, who's... You've heard the phrase punching down. I think I think this is the equivalent of brown nosing down. What makes Minnesota's experience this year unusual? State Democratic leaders said in interviews that as soon as they learned last, last number, they would have their first trifecta in a decade, meaning control of both chambers and the governorship. They decided they would not hold back to calculate the politics of every move. I thought this would be a once-in-a-generation opportunity. It should be viewed that way, Governor Clink told E.J. Dayon, quote, And I've always said you don't win elections to bank political capital. You win elections to burn the capital to improve lives. I mean, he did add that in there. So what exactly happened? I mean, quote, this would be a what? So Democratic leaders quickly worked to bring together. uh, Here's here's the the beef. Here's where the how the sausage was actually made. This is E.J. Dionne in the uh, Washington Post, not the Times. Sorry. Democratic leaders quickly worked to bring together legislators from the metro, many on the left, (laughs) and those closer to the center from rural and small town areas. House Speaker Melissa Hortman said she appointed a staunch progressive from Minneapolis to chair one of the body's tax committees and a moderate from the increasingly conservative Iron Range to chair the other. Okay. I've said this. This is on the brink of becoming a Berg's Law. And and by the way, the, the, the quote from Hortman is classic. Uh, it it's, should be up there. It, it may wind up being the title of this new Berg's Law. Quote, if we couldn't get both of them on board, then it wouldn't be something our caucus would do. Now, I've, I've said before, and I'll say it constantly until things change, which, God willing, might happen in my lifetime. I doubt it, but you never know. Democrats say what they say in public because they know the audience they're reaching out for isn't very well informed and doesn't do critical thinking well. Doesn't matter if we're talking a union pipe fitter or a professor at McAllister. They're not very well informed. They're not critical thinkers. And the DFL can count on the media to not change that. Uh, by the way, this op-ed from E.J. Dion is QED. Hortman added that while a two-year budget surplus of $17.5 billion set expectations, quote, very high for what could be done, $10 billion of it was one-time money, meaning the programs had to be funded and revenue raised for the long term. <laughs> so, in other words, they're, they're trying to put a happy face on exactly what we said. They turned... $10 billion of one-time money, and, and by the way, that's an underestimate because of the remaining $7.5 billion, a good chunk of that was taxation on citizens' one-time money. People picked up their spending when they were getting $600 a month in stimulus checks. All of that got sales taxes put onto it. That's billions of extra dollars in tax money that is not also going to go away when the stimuli go away. By the way, this line above about about having to make sure that, that that both sides, the relatively moderate Iron Ranger, by the way, hint, no, as the Iron Range has moved to the right, as the 8th Congressional District has, sort, has begun to move to the right and actually become a reliable Republican Congressional District, the parts of the 8th Congressional District that are blue have gotten more radical and leftist. The days of Tom Bach... And Carly Moline, coming out of the Iron Range, are your grandpa's DFL. And, and this talk of a relative moderate from the Iron Range, that's baloney. 
And we'll talk about that in a moment here. This whole idea that they got moderates on board. No. They, as we talked last week in talking about the four, quote, relative moderates uh, in, the, in the Senate that crossed over and voted with the DFL on every single one of their radical bills on abortion, on, uh, on Munchausen mommy enablement, on enabling stalkers, on requiring uh, gun registration from law-abiding citizens. There was not a single moderate move among them other than spending a little extra money on nursing homes, peeling off a few crumbs from the edge of all of that surplus money. Uh, and, and by the way, the, the idea that there was any, even allowing for the fact that there's no such thing really as a moderate from the Iron Range anymore. I mean, you look at who's getting elected to, to seats in the House in Duluth and other seats up north. You're talking people who are, are just as crazy as the Metro. And by the way, the while while the tax committees on on both in both chambers need to agree, the House still has primary responsibility for the budget. So Aisha Gomez, who is far enough out to the left to make Vladimir Lenin go, uh, wait, what, Tuts? It was calling the shots. And beyond that, Ken Martin. And the progressive plutocrats that really do tell the DFL off what to jump were calling the shots. There was not a shred of independent thought anywhere on that caucus. Back to EJ, uh, the Democrat flack Dion, because Democrats already held the House. Many of their ideas had been worked through over the previous four years. <laughs> Hortman and new Senate Majority Leader Kerry Diedzik worked closely to make sure any differences between the cha- two chambers' bills were ironed out in advance. They, they, they whipped their caucus into line. There's no other way around it. The, 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 by the way, this is the one bit that has to, uh, has to come out here. One other lesson for states that want to emulate Minnesota. Keep in mind what uh, Senator Rob Long, the House Majority, uh, Senate, I believe uh, one of the Senate Majority Leaders, Uh, on the DFL, called the Wellstone Triangle, a governing concept framed by the sainted one. Long explained, you need good ideas, you need elected politicians who are going to be supporting those ideas, and you need outside organizing for elections and support for those votes. Well, that they certainly had. All three of them are key to getting things done, they said. Well, that's that's Rob Long. And (sighs) let's talk about the new triangle. Let's talk, let's call this the Ken Martin Triangle. Because while the Wellstone Triangle still exists, Wellstone is a is a as far out to the left as he was. He's a holdover from your grandpa's DFL or your parents' DFL at the very best. The Ken Martin Triangle is this, and and EJ Dion, by the way, traffics in this triangle himself. Lie about moderation. And really anything requiring information and critical thought. But lie to get your way. Crush dissent. Oh, you have to know that the four senators that were elected as moderates but voted with the progressive majority on every single vote. Eric Putnam. Uh, Rob Zupek. Uh, Grant Housechild. And when, uh, Seberg. I forget her first name. Doesn't matter. Uh, ex-politician walking with any luck. Uh, you got to know that Ken Martin held up pictures of their children and said, it'd be a shame if they were to break, wouldn't it? And then jammed down everything. Put your wish list together, which, by the way, as E.J. Dayon just pointed out, that's exactly what they did. Put your wish list together, and whatever it takes at all costs, jam it down. Because legislating is a little like pouring concrete. Pouring con—you ever poured concrete? I have. It's hard work. It is hard work. There's a lot of work that goes into it. Getting that concrete mixed up and put down—that's uh, that'll that'll take it out of you. You'll, you're going to need a beer at the end of the day, not a Bud Light. You know what? It's easier than taking that cement back up again. <laughs> Breaking cement is so much harder than pouring cement. 
that is some backbreaking, bludgeoning labor involved, unless you have a jackhammer. All other things being equal, breaking cement is a lot harder than pouring it. And legislation's the same way. Getting rid of it, even if we, even if the GOP wins the trifecta in twenty twenty four, God willing, and with a tailwind, undoing the damage this legislature has done is would take up a couple sessions all by itself. Even if we had eight years of complete GOP trifectas, we we, we would have to devote all of the time and effort into undoing the damage against. A, a largely purple state. Oh, much more on this when we come back. The media's damage control for the DFL is just beginning here, ladies and gentlemen. Go nowhere. I'll be right back. Whether a lazy weekend spent up north enjoying Minnesota lake life, finding your favorite Juicy Lucy, or attending a music festival in the city, discovering bands that become the soundtrack of your summer. It is these precious fleeting moments experienced together that shape us and make us who we are. Plan your dream vacation at ExploreMinnesota.com. Sponsored by Explore Minnesota Tourism. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. Master Pool and Spa. Master Pool and Spa's huge truckload sale. Save up to 26 to 51%. Come in and we'll prove to you we have the best products at the lowest possible price. Master Pool and Spa is Minnesota's largest spa dealer. We have the largest selection at unbeatable prices. Drive a little and save a lot. Some of our clients have driven hundreds of miles because the deals are that good. Master Pool and Spa's huge truckload sale. It only happens once a year. Save up to 26 to 51%. Free delivery and trade-ins welcome. 18-month interest-free financing. This is a limited-time offer. Master Pool and Spa. Visit us today at 394 in Louisiana in St. Louis Park. Look for the big blue sign. Check us out online at masterpoolandspa.com. Masterpoolandspa.com. Or call us at 952-253-0665. That's 952-253-0665. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-626-5252. That's 800-626-5252. 800-626-5252. Been putting off vacation plans because you can't bear to be away from this station? Great news. You can listen to this radio station whenever you want, wherever you want, any way you want. Download this radio station's app on your Apple or Android device and your smartphone becomes your radio. Prefer apps like TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Odyssey.com, you can find our station there as well. Got a smart speaker like Amazon Echo or Google Home? Just say our name and ask it to play this station. We're always on. It's as simple as this. Alexa, play the Patriot Minneapolis. AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Hey, what would give, uh, what make Father's Day even better this year than normal? How about two grand? Drop by am1280thepatriot.com to register. Even sign up every day for additional chances to win. What the ideas could you give for Dad for spending two grand? Oh, let me tell you. Hunting, uh, buying new rod, real long weekend vacation, whatever it is. Help Dad have the best Father's Day ever. I mean, since his first one, obviously, because that's always the best. Speaking of which, happy first Father's Day upcoming to uh, my son, who is the father of my first granddaughter, Watermelon, who's, uh, well, we'll talk about the later, turned 12 
this past uh, uh, this past week here. I should point out that's an easy, uh, uh, well, two easy uh, anniversaries to remember because, of course, Watermelon's birthday is the same as Brad Carlson's anniversary. Uh, the the closer edition of the Northern Alliance goes back twelve years as of this weekend. So congratulations to Brad, and of course to Watermelon, and of course to my youngest for uh, his twelfth Father's Day in a row coming up here. Just keeps getting better. Well, I mean, the first one's pretty awesome. 651-289-4488. By the way, we're talking about media flacking for the DFL, which is, it's, 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 it's man, it's dog bites man. No, it's, it's more like dog licks dog. I mean, the media is largely there to run interference for uh, the, 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 the Democrats. The one that you're hearing a lot of reconstructive history about is... The changes to Minnesota's human rights statutes regarding pedophilia. The the DFL is trying to engage in the standard type of argument that they, they do with everything. In other words, when they say, Oh no, we're not we're we're not nobody's coming for your guns right now. Uh this is this is they they are perfectly happy going for little victories while they wait for the Overton window. In other words, the window of events that people find acceptable, which keeps going lower and lower and lower. Anyway, the the media is circling its wagons around the idea that the changes in Minnesota's human rights statute were uh, there to uh, enable pedophilia. And there's a piece that came out in PolitiFact, which is itself a uh, DFL, a Democrat Party national PR site run by the uh, Pointer Institute, it's essentially an adjunct of big media that serves as a uh, as a PR firm and a damage control firm in some cases for Democrats. It's all they do. For example, uh, they ran a piece on April 26th saying a Minnesota lawmaker introduced a bill that would make it, quote, illegal to discriminate against child rapists, end quote. And it's list, uh, listed in the, quote, truth meter as false. And it is, in and of itself, not wrong. The PolitiFact piece helpfully points out, quote, the bill updates the definition of sexual orientation in Minnesota's Human Rights Act, but this does not create a protected class for pedophilia. And they're right. Legal experts said laws prohibiting, uh, by the way, they're right, and yet they're still misleading you. We'll come back to that. Legal experts said laws prohibiting discrimination because of sexual orientation do not extend to child sex offenders regardless of whether they are explicitly singled out. That also is true and yet misleading. Finally, an amendment was added to specify that child sex offenders are not protected under the state's Human Rights Act. Again, true and irrelevant. The uh, Political Act article goes on to reinforce those three points, which, again, in all specifics, are true on the surface and to be charitable, misleading below the surface, or to be perfectly or brutally honest, lies beneath the surface. Uh, here's the fact. The Minnesota Humans right, Human Rights Act has a passage that, until this last legislative session, and technically still today, reads as follows. Quote, Sexual orientation means having or being perceived as having an emotional, physical, or sexual attachment to another person without regard to the sex of that person or having or being perceived as having an orientation for such attachment or having or being perceived as having a self-image or identity not traditionally associated with one's biological maleness or femaleness. Sexual orientation does not include a physical or sexual attachment to children by an adult. Now, That last sentence was removed by the legislature. They tried to sneak it through and failed. The Republicans called attention to it and briefly, briefly uh, put on the amendment to put it back in to make sure that the Human Rights Act said, hey, by the way, there is no back door to pedophilia here. And the DFL made absolutely certain that that was crushed. Uh, there were some Republican heroes in fighting back against this little uh, against this little attack. 
Harry Niska, of course, uh, Walter Hudson. Uh, no Republican voted for this, honestly. Every single Republican resisted this Orwellian little uh, diversion here. And here's the problem. PolitiFact is right in the sense that this will not legalize doing the nasty with children. It won't. What it will do is this. When you go to court, you you determine whether something happened or didn't happen as defined by law, by statute. Here's how a lawsuit works. I'm not talking about criminal law here. I'm talking about lawsuits, civil law. When you go to court, you say, I was wronged, I was damaged, I lost money, I lost reputation because of some violation of the law, and I want, I want the situation to be made right. And you, you'll say, un, under such and such law, what party A did to me, party B, violated the law and caused me some sort of damage that has affected my life for the worst, and I want some restitution for it. You think of any lawsuit you've ever seen, you've ever heard of, that went anywhere in court, there was a matter of law at hand. For example, if you defame someone, if you say something about someone that is untrue, that goes, that is audible or readable by the public and causes material damage to their reputation or livelihood, and they're not a public figure, there are laws about that that spell out the exact nature of what is acceptable and what isn't. Sometimes it's statute, sometimes it's case law. Precedent. That's the sort of stuff that make lawyers rich. Now, here's the catch. Right now, if you walk into your office and uh, say you're wearing a T-shirt that says, I like him under 18, your boss can look at you and say, I don't need this in my workplace. Get out of here. You're fired. I won't tolerate that. And under current law, where, remember the sentence, sexual orientation does not include a physical or sexual attachment to children by an adult, you'd be, you, you could attempt to sue for wrongful termination and you'd lose because the law specifically says that sexual attraction to minors is not protected. Now, on, I believe, August 1st, when the change in statute goes into effect, and you get fired, in other words, you suffer damages because of the wrongful application of the law or violation of the law that damaged you, and you lawyer up and you go to court and say, I was damaged by this outrage that's, uh, that violates the law and I want restitution. Here's the thing about the law. Laws mean what they say they mean. You look in the statute or in case law and precedents that are related to a statute. That's the part that people miss. And and the part that political uh, politi- politifact ignored for this case. They mean exactly what they say they mean. And they don't mean what they don't say they mean. And so when, after August 1st, not if, but when, someone loses a job, when references to minor attraction, not acting on that attraction, just being attracted to minors, suddenly are no longer illegal and are no longer, uh, and are, and are no longer uh, omitted specifically from the Minnesota Human Rights Act, We are one court case with one clever lawyer away from some teacher who was fired for expressing interest in minors on a romantic or sexual level from going to court and say, hey, what does the law say? It says nothing. And that means if the court applies the law as it is written or as as it has been edited in this case, there's nothing in the law that says it's illegal to, to to discriminate against someone who openly claims to be attracted to minors. 
Now, you can't go and have sex with them yet, but you can't be fired for saying you wanna. And I've had a couple people on social media, including one member of Iron Range DFL Royalty, say, oh, that's not going to happen. Statute will catch that. A future legislature will catch that. Well, if the GOP wins a trifecta in 2026, you can bet your bottom dollar someone's going to try. But for the next four years, for the next three legislative sessions, this will be the law of the state or the lack of law of the state. And when, not if, someone loses a job for expressing minor attraction and they go to court and they get a judge who looks at the law and says, hey, the law doesn't say you can't be attracted, then a a precedent gets entered. You can't discriminate against people who are attracted to minors. They can't act on it yet, but it's perfectly okay. Not only is it perfectly okay to express the desire to, but if you discriminate against expressing that desire, you are going to be the one who pays. PolitiFact ignored that with good reason. I wager a shiny new quarter we will see that case within the next two years. Northern Alliance, AM 12A, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. From Zambroda to Zambia and Detroit Lakes to some lake in Detroit, we're where you are. Find intelligent talk anytime by streaming AM 1280, The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. I can't wait for what's next, even with higher stroke risk due to atrial fibrillation in a regular heartbeat not caused by a heart valve problem. Eliquis, the Pixaban tablets, reduces stroke risk. It's the number one cardiologist prescribed blood thinner. Don't stop taking prescription Eliquis without talking to your doctor, as this may increase your risk of stroke. Eliquis can cause serious and in rare cases fatal bleeding. Don't take Eliquis if you have an artificial heart valve, abnormal bleeding, or have antiphospholipid syndrome. While taking, you may bruise more easily or take longer for bleeding to stop. A spinal injection while on Eliquis increases risk of blood clots, which may cause paralysis, the inability to move. Get medical help right away for unexpected bleeding or unusual bruising, or if you have tingling, numbness, or muscle weakness. It may increase your bleeding risk if you take medicines such as aspirin products, NSAIDs, SSRIs, SNRIs, and blood thinners. Tell your doctor about all planned medical or dental procedures. Learn more at Eliquist.com or call 1-855-ELIQUIST. Have you filed for disability benefits but were denied by the Social Security Administration? Or do you need to apply and are overwhelmed with paperwork? Are you between the ages of 50 and 63 and can no longer work because of an illness or injury? Thousands of hardworking Americans are in your situation. They file for disability benefits and are unnecessarily denied their much-needed benefit check. Call now for a no-obligation, free evaluation. We can help you nearly double your chances of approval and get your benefit checks faster. We understand the physical, emotional, and financial impact. We'll share our insider expertise and help you get your disability claim filed and paid immediately. There is a time limit to apply, so call right now. Operators are standing by to help you. 800-296-1553. 800-296-1553. That's 800-296-1553. November 2nd, 2020 marked the 100th anniversary of the first commercial radio broadcast. Guess what? We're still here, and we're bigger and better than ever. You can still listen to us over this great radio station, but now there are no limitations. Your smartphone is now your smart radio. Listen to us online, on the app, TuneIn.com, iHeartRadio, and Odyssey.com. Your smart speaker can find us, too. With radio, there's no separation anxiety. We're always on AM 1280, The Patriot. In your car, at home, and on the job. AM radio has more than 80 million listeners each month. For more than a century, AM radio has evolved to meet the needs of our community. Visit wearebroadcasters.com and tell us how you depend on AM. Wearebroadcasters.com. AM 
AM 12A, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, you can get yourself in on a 10-day adventure you will remember forever. The Stand with Israel Tour, coming up October 25th through November 3rd. Uh, you'll be joined by Mike uh, Gallagher and Dennis Prager. We'll be broadcasting live on the trip and ensuring this is the best trip ever for you. Register today. See the full itinerary at am12athepatriot.com. Get on it. It's going to be awesome. 651-289-4488. By the way, all you kids out there, all music written in the 1970s was not yacht rock. That seems to be the definition these days. If it came out between 1971 and 1979, it was called Yacht Rock. Not true, folks. I may have to do a full episode on just the real history of music in the rock era, really the pop era. One of these days I may just do that because there's a lot of stuff out there that needs to be set straight about this and so many other, so very, very many other things. Uh, There's so much history, by the way, uh, that needs to be set straight just around this state. For example, not this week, but probably next week's show or possibly the following week, I'll be observing my annual uh, ritual of observing what I call Transit Memorial Day, uh, paying homage to the now 30 people that have been killed by mass transit in Minnesota in the last 50, uh, almost 20 years, 19 years now. And it's and by the way that that number has gone up by one in the last year here. There have been some years that were worse, some years that were better, but on the average, every single year since we've had light rail and commuter rail in the Twin Cities. There's been one and a half uh, people harvested uh, to feed the bloodthirsty maw of Twin Cities politicians who want to feel like they're a real big city. By the way, you're starting to see some people in North Minneapolis saying, uh, you know, haven't you thrown enough curveballs at us already? Uh, Building an extension to the blue line up here, we, we saw what happened to University Avenue. And we we don't need to get damaged even more. We... If you're, I'm going to be looking to get some of the people from that community on the show here because it's time, among many things that we need to, to stand up and be counted against, more transit in the Twin Cities, especially to places like North Minneapolis that already have enough problems. It's the last thing they need. Speaking of urban problems, this past week was the anniversary of the George Floyd riots. It was uh, quite a signal time in my own life. I live in a neighborhood that was heavily, one might say, devastatingly affected by the riots. Not like East Lake Street, but bad. I mean, the the riots came within three blocks of my house. They burned out my pharmacy. They looted the gas station I used to go to all the time. They burned out the other one. And, uh, yeah, they tore up University Avenue. They beat it like a cheap steak. It was It was pretty awful. And that was just that was a part of the town that only had one real night of rioting. St. Paul had the good common sense to actually fight back. And the St. Paul police, while they got behind on the count on the Thursday of the riots, they they got back ahead of the count for the rest of the weekend. And it showed we only had one night of insanity in St. Paul, Minneapolis, four or five. uh, While Governor Klink was playing Dwight Schrute games with the National Guard. Anyway. One of the ongoing stories that I keep asking questions about was this notion that the whole thing was provoked by a bunch of white supremacists, something that the Star Tribune started pushing in the immediate wake of the riots. There was supposedly a a white supremacist biker gang member with an umbrella that really started all of the rioting. It's all him. Hundreds of buildings burned, looted. Uh, vandalized, thousands of buildings vandalized, all starting with one white supremacist with an umbrella. By the way, I, I and, and the, the legends went on from there. I mean, groups of white supremacists lighting people's garbage cans on fire was going around uh, the night of the riots, the nights of the riots. One person who I reasonably believe not to be an idiot said that they were in a location that was surrounded by white supremacists. In South Minneapolis, I mean, when people can't trust the news, rumors do take over. And people can't trust the news, which brings me to a question I've been asking every year for three years now. To John Collins, senior reporter on race, class, and communities at Minnesota Public Radio. Uh, As I did last year and in 2021, 
uh, I asked uh, about an email that he sent out to his listener mailing list in 2020. Quote, South Minneapolis, I know this sounds crazy, but it's 2020, and I'm working on a story about how white supremacists coming to Minneapolis to foment race war under cover of the protests. I need your help and your friend's help. Please refer anyone with real, credible info, not rumor or speculation, or sources to me at, and I redacted the contact information. Now, and, and he ended up with, what the heck, let's give this a shot. And apparently he gave it a shot. I mean, he sent the email out, which was forwarded to me by a friend. Now, NPR reporters don't bother responding to us peasants anymore. In fact, I I know NPR man, uh, news management specifically tells its staff not to engage with all of us unwashed masses of the hoi polloi. But I'm genuinely curious. I have been genuinely curious, curious for three years now. Did John Collins find anything? And I'm not just saying this out of idle interest. I mean, my neighborhood got burned. My drugstore got burned to the ground. The gas station I went to was out of business for most of the rest of 2020. And, I, I, yes, I am a very overt conservative. I, I went from Bob Collins' Christmas card list to, uh, let's just say, very much off it during his unfortunate unpleasantness of a few years back. And by the way, I spent my time covering radical groups of all kinds back when I did work in the media once upon a time. All I know, though, is I went through John Collins's output, the stories he's done in the last three years. And there has been not a single story showing any influence, not one story showing this that he found anything from this dragnet that he threw out there looking for white supremacist influence in the riots. And I've been asking John Collins for uh, for three years now, since 2021, you heard anything yet? Anything come of that dragnet you threw out there? It is your beat. This is not like some general assignment reporter at Channel 4. This is This is someone who is specifically commissioned to cover race in Minnesota. And in three years of asking, while he's covered every single racial issue one can imagine, including probably the foremost reporter on the Chauvin trials and the Noor trials and, and, and on and, and, the, and the Kim Potter trial, not a single story that I could find related to white supremacists at the riots. When will the Twin Cities media either release the files or admit there's no there there? That sounds crazy, being honest about the fact that a story's a non-story, but I'm still that idealistic. Speaking of idealism, let's talk about uh, Minnesota when we come back. Go nowhere, Northern Alliance, M12A, The Patriot. Should you try to install a tankless water heater yourself? Metro Heating and Cooling recommends using a professional plumber. Metro Heating installs Rheem, the number one name in tankless water heaters. The Rheem iconic super high efficient tankless gas water heater lets you load the laundry, start the dishwasher, and still enjoy a hot shower. For your no-hassle Rheem tankless water heater quote, call the installation professionals. Metro Heating and Cooling. Learn about this year's tax credits and rebates. MetroHeating.com. People ask me sometimes, Lance, I'm worried about my finances and I feel bad because I shouldn't be worried, right? I realize that inflation is going to be eating up money. I've got to do something to get around this crazy stock market and Biden's spending spree. Gold has, since the beginning of time, been the resource that God's people have relied on. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, is what the prophet Haggai said during a time of great shaking. To protect your retirement, I recommend that you diversify your 401k or IRA right out of paper assets and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with Gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group. I want you to text the words FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 and get a free info kit on Gold IRAs. There's no strings attached to this, so just text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 98. 98, 98, and see what I've discovered here about gold and its ability to stabilize your investment and create a storage of wealth for you in unsteady times. What's your favorite high school sports memory? A late inning rally? A game-winning shot? A photo finish? Maybe it's a pep rally or a pregame ritual. Maybe it's the euphoria of a late-night bus ride home after a hard-fought win. 
Maybe it's having pizza with teammates after the game. Now, imagine if it never happened at all. School sports need your help. With budgets getting tighter, it's more than the games that are on the line. It's all the traditions, the community pride, the culture of your hometown high school. Plus, all those memories that are on the line, too. What can you do? It's simple. Buy a ticket when you can. Go to a game. Take the whole family. Let's do everything we can to keep those cherished school sports memories alive. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. AM 1280 The Patriot. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.